Welcome back, everyone. This is episode 16 of the Marcus Talks What's the Point podcast. Um, I hope everyone's doing okay. I hope uh, you all enjoyed the last episode. Um, it wasn't an enjoyable episode to, to record, uh, but I hope it kind of hit the spot for some of you. Um, you know, because I mean, that's kind of the point of me doing these is just to kind of be that person that I needed when I was desperately unhappy. Um, you know, and if I can share some of this knowledge that I've got, um, you know, that I've developed over the years from going through the journey, um, if I can just use that to help some people, even one person, then, you know, job done really. So, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to, um, as these episodes go on, I find myself kind of getting a little bit more authentic and a bit more, um, like not worried about what the, the end goal is, um, as in the end product, you know, who's going to like it and, you know, am I saying the right things and all that kind of stuff, because it does get a little bit regimented when you start recording things like that. And I find myself, um, kind of not being able to get into much of a flow when I'm trying to kind of work to a script or work to some points or, you know, so, um, yeah, I just, I kind of wanted to keep the authenticity going as I go along. Um, and I'm, I'm really, really hoping that I can kind of make a promise to myself that, um, these episodes will be insightful for people. Um, it's not just an ego lesson for me. It's not just something because, you know, because I'm learning about things like NLP and, um, you know, I've got a business and, you know, I don't want it to be, oh, look at me, look at me doing these things. You know, I, I kind of want it to be a, a help book for the people that really struggle, um, with the day-to-day things that everyone struggles with because, you know, you'll see a lot of, a lot of people, um, podcasters or YouTubers or Instagrammers or whatever it is that seem to have their shit together in this mental health space. Um, and there's just not enough for me, you know, although their, their uh, information is really good. There's just not enough like nourishing the roots and speaking about the day-to-day normal shit that everyone goes through and a lot of people really struggle with you know they it's almost like the focus is always on kind of the end goal which for a lot of people that are really struggling is unattainable right this second you know like the end goal being i want happiness or i want to be happy or feel productive or you know um and for a lot of people it's 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 an unattainable thing right now and if i can try and bridge that gap then that's that's where i want to be that's kind of what this podcast is for um you know i'm under no illusion that i've still got my challenges um so this isn't me coming from a place where i've sorted my shit out you know because i'm a human being and i still have all of my things just like every other human so if i can just sprinkle some dust 
your way uh, to say that I go through those things too and hopefully it gives you a chance to feel a little bit more grounded and grateful for where you are now and maybe just start getting you back on that path to a bit more of a fulfilling life that's more authentic with you rather than seeing all of these unattainable dreams that you know you see on Instagram or whatever um that are unattainable right now you know if you if you want to be rich and be a millionaire and have a Lamborghini you know obviously that is a possibility um it's a possibility when you compound the uh you know let's say you're working at uh at a, a social media business for example you know or you're a graphic designer you know to make that a success you've got to be working at it every day the same as everything it's that consistency that's that's going to make you that success but with the consistency comes the cost and the sacrifice you know you're going to have to sacrifice other things to make that happen so it's not just oh they've they've got rich and they they you know they've got all their shit together it's not like that you know for some people they've been gifted money and it's in the family or whatever but for other people it's really hard to uh to get that money and they had to sacrifice a hell of a lot of their old selves to get there so i'm going to kind of go through my journey and to try and maybe give this a bit of a point so you you understand where i've come from who i am what i've been through um you know the things that i've been involved with and i'll try and keep it as light as possible but also be as real and authentic as possible without going into too much detail and the reason being with the detail is I'm still going through some of the things and the traumas and the triggers that I've been through in my life you know um so I'm still addressing those so right now I don't feel comfortable enough to tell the whole world about a lot of the things that went on um and I'm sure I'll probably get to that point at some you know some day down the line so i uh I grew up in as you could probably hear from my voice if you're from the u k you'll know about the uh, the regional accents um just north of Birmingham there's a place called Warsaw and uh, that's where I was born and bred um and you know it's one of those places where I'm proud of where I've come from, but, you know, it was a bit of a shithole, basically. <laughs> you know, it's it's a lovely home to the people of Warsaw, but, um, and that's W-A-L-S-A-L-L. It's not Warsaw in Poland, as people think I'm saying. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lovely place for the people that live there and come from there, because it's home you know but it is a shithole uh it's in the what's known as the black country the 
Queen Victoria, I think, named this area of the Midlands the Black Country because of the coal mining and because of the soot and um, everything was black, basically. So, um, yeah. So that's where I was born and bred. Um, I wouldn't say... I had the worst opportunities in the world because, you know, when you look back, you, you you live in the UK, you were brought up in the UK, there's a lot of opportunities around. I went to school, um, we had food on the table, um, you know, my, my parents had a difficult relationship, um, to say the least, and that kind of ended, their relationship ended when I was about 13 years old, and... Um, yeah, I a few things happened that basically meant I had a little bit too much uh, autonomy over my time when I was that age. And uh, yeah, I didn't go to school too much. Um, I, you know, started smoking drugs very early on. I was probably about 13 years old. And um, that kind of compounded all through that time in my life and by the time I was 20 about 21 um after kind of doing all the drugs and being you know I thought I was a rock star basically I was into rock music and I could play guitar and I could sing and I was in bands and I thought I was a rock star and basically uh, I just completely burnt myself out um with drugs and alcohol and um got to the point where I wanted to end my life um which I kind of spoke about in the last episode um and you know it was kind of like it's a very complex place to be when you feel like that because there's a lot of for me uh, there was a lot of drama involved with uh, the thoughts and the feelings and, you know, there's a lot of anger and teen angst and hormones and stuff going on anyway. Um, so everything kind of compounded from that from that uh, teen years right through to when I was 21 with just everything that I was doing. It was just, you know, I was kind of nosediving. Um, and... At that time, I, I really, really, really needed, desperately needed what I'm trying to give to you guys now. Someone that understood what the fuck I was going through in my head. Because I didn't understand it, but I also felt the drama um, kind of fueling itself inside me. You know, I kind of dramatised about, oh, what would they think if I died? And, you know, oh, I'm so depressed. And it's almost like... Like the the perspective I can have on that now is, it's shit if you look for it. <laughs> there's shit everywhere if you really look for it, but there's also good everywhere if you really look for it. And I was just completely tuned in to the shit, completely tuned in. There was nothing that was right. There was no, you know, I was complete victim mode, and. Uh, I needed something, I needed something, and that was that was a pivotal point as well, because, you know, I was suicidal, but I also needed something, I needed that change within myself, um, and with that, there was almost like a yearning and a, 
I wish someone would come and save me or, you know, and in that feeling, there is that hope that I do want to actually be alive. You know, I didn't want to die. I just didn't understand all the shit that I was going through. So, um, I I remember it was kind of over a, a long period sustained, but there was just a two, two week period where I was very, very, very poorly, um, with suicidal thoughts and, you know, um, and at that point I was, I was fucking liked, you know, I had a job and I was a functioning person and I could drive and, um, you know, I was living on my own and, you know, I was a completely functioning person, um, but I was just desperately unhappy. And at that point I met my ex-wife and for me that was exactly the life shift that I needed so I met her and within a month of meeting her I'd completely moved cities so I completely moved I went to a completely new place where I didn't know anyone and I was obviously completely head over heels in love as well but I moved into her house and um yeah that's kind of where I stayed for 10 years um you know we had a we had a wonderful kind of time like I say it really shifted my mindset you know it really shifted it gave me a a real purpose at that point um or just almost the ignition to go right you don't want to die mate because this is round the corner <laughs> you know this thing i was fucking desperate and this thing this woman came into my life and you know it just it just re-sparked my youth because it was kind of like uh, there was something to live for again and uh yeah i'm I'm kind of really grateful to her that that happened because she, you know, she was in a bad place as well and we met each other at the right time where we needed to lift each other up and, you know, we uh, we really got on. You know, I know a lot of people don't have these relationships for, for many years, but just don't worry, you know, I do believe that there's someone out there for you. Um so yeah, that that kind of happened at that point in my life, and uh, I was kind of overwhelmed with. I had a I had a, a few things happen. So I'd, I'd met my ex wife. I'd got a new job um, in a in a space that I really love, uh, which is music, and um, I'd got some. Uh, I, I got like a PPI loan claim that come back to me um you know there's a load of things all in one so with that loan i bought a macbook and i set up a recording studio in the cellar um it's only like a you know a little kind of interface and a, a microphone and a macbook but for me that was just like fucking hell i can record my own music um and then yeah that kind of being that person in that house um, transformed me really. I could kind of, I'd, I'd had a bit of a rough time in my teen years, 
I got kicked out when I was 15, didn't go back home. So I was kind of like sleeping on people's sofas and, um, you know, buying like Swiss rolls that were like 10 pence to eat, <laughs> you know, like a big cake. It was, it was just a crap cake from Tesco. Um, so I'd had a lot of like very on my ass experiences up until that point. So for me to kind of like find someone that had a, a house that I could live in, um, you know, it was rented, but like I could just rest and like it was almost like I could gather again, gather my stock because I'd lost so much of myself over those years. Um, you know, and like I could I could start collecting Ghostbusters toys again because I love Ghostbusters, you know, um, that was something that I really loved as a kid. And for the first time in my life, I had somewhere to put stuff. So I kind of started collecting Ghostbusters and, you know, started getting really into gaming, um, you know, playing stuff on the PlayStation and, and started collecting my guitars as well. Because up until that point, I'd had to sell everything to survive, you know. Um, and guitar, for me, it was obviously it's a luxury item, but it was my passion. It's something that I was really, really, really passionate about. And it's the reason, like... It's the reason I'm here today, and I'll get to that in a, that point in a minute. Um, so yeah, uh, kind of went through all that phase of you know being. We got married after a year, um, happily married, and uh, I was in a band that we did okay. You know, um, we got a, a small record deal. It wasn't amazing. You know, if you if you ask a lot of people in the record industry, it's probably a shit deal. But you know, we we did what we did, and we kind of did what we set out to do, and we didn't make any money out of it. But um, it was a good experience. You know, I played some cool shows and that. And um, yeah, all through all throughout that time, I was still working in the music industry, but in music retail. So I was kind of going along and gaining all these skills and really kind of uh, uh, honing my craft, you know, over all those years. And, um, you know, obviously you, you make loads of friends as you're working and stuff, especially, and this is, this is kind of where someone um, who says, like, try and work in your passion, that's kind of what they mean because... I was passionate about it, you know, it's a nine to five job that paid me peanuts, but fuck me, I was surrounded by guitars and people that wanted to buy guitars and, you know, I was selling guitars and I was playing guitars and it was just great, it was really cool. Um, so that kind of, you know, I built up loads of relationships within that industry and um, ended up working for... Uh, an amplifier company, a guitar amplifier company that I adored and still do to this day. Um, and that kind of really took a turn because I was away from home so much. Um, and my wife actually got pregnant at the time and I just made the decision. I just always had this idea in my head that I wanted to do my own thing and I, I I wanted to do my own guitar store so and I'd, I'd had this idea in my mind for a guitar shop for for years and years and years and then one day 
as soon as my ex-wife was pregnant with our, our son, I just decided to uh, not be away from home so much and do my own thing. So um, at the time, I was on quite uh, okay money. Um, I had a company car, so I didn't have to pay fuel and all that kind of stuff. And I'd saved up a little bit, but I'd, I kind of got a bank loan as well. And I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, really. I'd worked in music retail for years. I'd worked for uh, a supplier at that point and um, didn't have a Scooby-Doo about how to run a business. Apart from I knew I was passionate about it. Like, my eyes would swell up that I was so passionate about it. Um, so I just decided to decided to get a bank loan um and start this start this business and you know it was a, it was a small shop um I had barely any stock to open and um yeah that kind of lasted for for 6 years um as a as a as a as a as a company and basically throughout that time because I didn't understand the amount of time it took to run this business um, and the amount of stress like even in the second month of opening I was up to my eyeballs in debt <laughs> I was fucking stressed I was I used to like scream in the car when I'd be going to work because I had a six seven eight thousand pound bill that I needed to pay last week you know, and it was just like, fuck me, okay, I've just jumped straight in the deep end, don't know what I'm doing. And the stress really, really, really took me. And what it did was crack open all of that unresolved shit that I'd managed to shove under the carpet when I'd found my, you know, ex-wife. I'd fallen in love with her. I managed to shove all that stuff under the carpet. But what this business did was cracked it all open again. And a month after I'd opened, my band were meant to be going on tour. And my son was open. Uh, my son was open. My son was born. And I just started this business. So I was like, fuck. All of a sudden, I need to let something go. So I had to let the band go because that had kind of slowed down a little bit anyway um and i had to focus on obviously a newborn baby which another thing you know obviously trying to juggle that with a a business was i relied heavily on my on my ex-wife during that point um you know kudos to her for for being able to be there and step up and be that mom that you know, our child needed. So, but yeah, it really cracked open a lot of all the old shit for me. And I'm talking like the stress was unreal. And, you know, I can, I can reflect on it now that the stress was all made by me. You know, if my logical brain was in tune um, not my emotional brain. I could have just okay. That's a bill that needed pain last week. How are we? Go how are we going to resolve this? You know, what do I need to do to get there? 
But obviously in the heat of the moment, you're so stressed with these problems. Um, you know, the overheads of running a business, the stock that you need to keep buying, uh, the VAT, the just everything and basically I worked for the next couple of years seven days a week and paid myself absolutely nothing um peanuts and we started to get some good traction so the business was kind of it was almost like a monster that I created and I'm not talking about a monster we were doing massive turnover you know it was still it was you know, in the tens of thousands, I'm not going to lie about it, it was in the tens of thousands, but it wasn't like in the millions, so it's not like that type of monster, but it was money that I had never seen before, like that amount of money, you know, I don't come from money, so to start playing in the tens of thousands for me was like fucking hell, you know, it was a, it was a big thing, um, and yeah, I... I'd basically, it's really started to make me, like, because I, I, I didn't understand my emotional immaturity, it started to make me really, really fucking nasty to the one person that had stood by me throughout that whole period, and, you know, the one person that was there for me, obviously my ex-wife, I was so nasty and I regret that to this day because, you know, we would have ended up breaking up anyway because that's how life goes sometimes, you know, you grow apart and, but I just wish I wasn't so nasty, you know, I used to say some really horrible things to her when she was trying to speak openly about her, um, her business that she was into and her passion um I used to tell her to shut up like you know with swear words involved and because I was just I didn't know where to direct this stress I was so stressed and so it made me so narcissistic that it was my way or the highway I just could not cope with any more noise um and then the inevitable happened because if you keep consistently doing something over and over again, like speaking to your wife like shit, you know, slowly they're going to start to think you're a bit of a dickhead. And, you know, <laughs> it, 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 it had passed a point of no return at some point. I can't exactly pinpoint when it was, but... Um, yeah, it just it just passed it, and all of a sudden I felt this shift in our dynamic and in our relationship where she turned away and she directed her attention to herself and her growth and her things, and for me, because I was very controlling and very uh, scared, I was scared, you know. Part of the control thing comes from what I had to go through when I was a kid. And it makes me grab onto things and it makes me very scared of, you know, I need to be in control or needed to be at that point. I'm so much better now 
I've done a lot of work since then. Um, I mean, this was like what? This was 30, 30 year old me, 31 year old me. And um, yeah, I, I noticed her attention going away. And I also felt that something was wrong in that regard that, um, you know, she'd met someone else. And I'd kind of known about it, but I was also, you know, she was trying to protect me in a way because obviously we'd built up this beautiful relationship um, and she didn't want to hurt me. I understood that. But also, you know, this this opportunity for her was better than what I was actually giving her when she came home. And I completely hold my hands up, you know, and it's it's this whole process has made all of this easier to swallow and you know I at the time I couldn't understand why she wouldn't want to be with me but obviously you know you have to go through these changes and challenges of that that cycle um you know there was a there was a there was a moment where she just didn't want to be with me and uh, she decided to break up with me and that was kind of when it just clicked for me um, which was very strange actually because as soon as she I'd, uh, and up until this point I had tried everything every trick in the book but when I say it had gone past that point of return I'd royally fucked that <laughs> you know, I had royally fucked that relationship. And just because I had my head in the business, head in the clouds, stressed like you wouldn't believe, and then I had all this kind of stuff happening at home that I knew she was uh, directing her attention somewhere else as well. Um, and I, I don't fucking blame her, you know? So... That all happened as soon as she broke up with me. I had this weird sense of euphoria that I didn't have to keep this thing that was failing together anymore. And it was a re really weird sense of euphoria because it was kind of like... I remember... We were we were having a meal at the time when she when she said it and obviously you know I kind of reacted at the time and I just left my food on the table and walked out. Um, sorry if she had to pay the bill, um, but yeah I I remember smiling as I was going down the road because I kind of it's almost like my body was preparing me for that moment and I'd already kind of done a lot of grieving because I'd lost that person that I once loved in the years kind of moving up to that point so it was almost like the shackles and the coat and everything had come off and I was like oh my god like after 10 years I am now not supposed to be bothered about that thing that I was bothered about so much and it almost just gave me a really sense a really big sense of like 
lightness and breathing and I just I just felt weird and actually excited and kind of powerful um, in a weird sense like I got my power back even though I had kind of been a main orchestrator in what had happened I was under the I was under my own spell and my own pressure and my own narcissism and my own ego that had fuck it had just fucking engulfed my life and as soon as that relationship ended I kind of had to get to that point where and I said this to her that I love you enough to let you go because I could see she was just so unhappy so desperately unhappy and I had done that you know I had broken every rule in our contract of marriage that we should be sticking together and I should be there for her. You know, I'd been a horrible person. We were deeply in love. We loved each other. You know, I'm sure she would probably say the same, but we still have that love. Um, You know, that never goes. But I'd broken the rules of marriage. You know, I treated her like shit on some occasions you know I'm going to give myself credit for <laughs> the the majority of it I was brilliant and I, th- I think we had a, a, an amazing time but um, yeah I treated it like shit when, when I had all that stress I just didn't know where to direct it so like I say it kind of cracked open all of my old shit and her leaving me was almost like one of those near-death experiences that people talk about. It was a big... Right, well, now you've got to fucking change, mate. Now you've got to do something about it. Look what you've done. And... Yeah, I... uh, Obviously had to move out, which was weird. Um, I couldn't put my son to bed every night, which was weird. And... You know, it was kind of an exciting but weird time. I had a business that was doing quite well. I could afford, you know, to rent a nice place. And there I was again, a young man that's uh, got the world at his feet, really. And it was just a, it was a good feeling. I really embraced it. But also what it did was kick-started my journey into this world because I knew that I had so much unresolved shit in me that I hadn't addressed at all that that's kind of why... I had acted in and behaved in that way that I really didn't want to act or behave in. Um, you know, in this, a lot of that stuff is inherited. A lot of that stuff is from being a child and trying to protect myself. Um, but I knew I needed to change that. So that kind of kick-started me into this world, opening my mind 
I was so close-minded and so opinionated and so, you know, I had an answer for everything and I was never fucking wrong. But the truth is, I was fucking wrong every time. Every time I felt that burning sensation in my belly that you're being a dickhead now, I was fucking wrong every time, but I wouldn't let it go. My ego had me trapped. It had me trapped in that spiral that I was always right. So not only was it just nice to kind of get the perspective, but it was also just that release from myself that, that ego that I could just burst out of. It was just breaking all those chains and it was just a liberating feeling. So I've got a business. I've moved into this house and, you know, things are good. I'm starting to kind of meet new people. I'm starting to listen to different music. I'm starting to kind of socialise in different places. And... Um, one major, major, major thing, and this was something that a lot of people that are struggling in a relationship, but they stay because they think it's going to be great, um, better for the kids, not great. They think it's going to be better for the kids. Fuck me. Having the relationship I've got with my son now and the time I get with him is me and him and it's just our time, is so much better than me being there all the time with his mum arguing and him soaking up all of those negative things and just so I can kind of be there. Like, the the dad that he gets now is fucking great compared to what he used to get because I am there for him. And the time we get together is special because I see him a week on, a week off, a week on, a week off, you know. And the week off, yeah, they're fucking hard. Sometimes I cry. Sometimes I drive somewhere to a top of a mountain or I go and sit in a cold river and do some Wim Hof. You know, sometimes I have to do those things, but it's okay it, it's, I mean, look at that. If I didn't have to do that, I wouldn't know that side of myself. And that's kind of brought out a lot of passion and emotion and being able to be vulnerable and being able to start a podcast and being able to start different businesses. And, you know, there's a lot of, again, if you look for the shit, you will find it. But if you look for the good, you will find it. And there's a good in every situation you're handed, you know. So those people that are sitting on the fence in a really shit relationship, and I'm talking like you've tried to work it out, it's not working, you know, you've, you're staying there for the kids. Fucking just make it work a different way so that the, the kids can actually grow up with this different perspective let go of that fucking shackle that you've put around this thing that you're trying to accomplish. You know, if it's if it's done, it's done. You're only going to make it worse by trying to hold it together. 
anyway, that's my personal experience. Obviously, you know, I'm uh, not saying everyone fucking break up. You know, if you can work on it, work on it. Great. Cool. Um, but my experience was I now have the best relationship with my son. I am absolutely in love with him. I adore him. He adores me. And every time I take him to school, it's kind of like... It's almost like I hug him like it's the last time I ever see him. And then I have a little bit of a cry. But that cry also makes me feel happy. Or it makes me, it just makes me feel. It gives me the feels. Whereas before I felt like a fucking baked potato just with nothing in me. You know... So there's kind of there's my 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 experiences really and what I've been through, um, and I mean to to kind of finish finish all of that story. Uh, and again, like I say, I've I've really kind of glossed over a lot of stuff that that you know I'm actually writing a book about it all. Um, but I've I've glossed over a, a lot of stuff in my childhood that, you know, I've I've still I need to kind of figure out where it's sitting in my life and um I need to kind of tackle some of that and like unlock it or keep it locked or, you know, I just need to figure it out. So basically my my business uh started to struggle. Um in two thousand and nineteen and then I mean, we had like floods and we had the landlord issues and, uh, you know, because it was retail, we were kind of struggling to kind of find the right stock at the right money because the margins were getting trashed and Brexit happened and all of this kind of stuff compounded. Um, But there was another element to my business that was actually making money. So I decided to close the store and keep the other side of the business going. Um, you know, it was it was doing a lot less turnover, but it was making more profit. So for me, it was just like, well, why am I busting my balls every single day to make this work when there's something, there's a low-hanging fruit right here that I can just focus all my time and energy into? And I did, and we got a new premises, and then lockdown hit. So lockdown happened, closed down my retail because it was just, that was the nail in the coffin and we'd just kind of formed this new company with a partner of mine and lockdown happened so we couldn't even use the new space that we'd just done up. You know, we'd spent a load of money, load of time building the websites and yeah, lockdown happened basically, and for everyone, every single one of you listening now, it happened to. So I'm under no illusion that everyone went through some sort of hardship during that time. What happened with the retail business was, uh, unfortunately, a lot of debt was attached to my name. <laughs> so you know i'm 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 laughing now because you unless you've been through that you won't understand what that does to you mentally 
Um, and I'm talking, you know, it was a lot of money that the the company owed, um, and not from negligence, not from running the company wrong, but just some of the deals that we'd signed and. You know, basically, my name was attached to them, even though it was a limited company. My name was attached, so uh, I was kind of like a personal uh, guarantor to to a lot of this dosh, basically. So, long story short, uh, along come the bailiffs, along come the debt collectors, along come the fucking letters and the mountains and mountains of just utter shit. And you think you go through that when you've had to close your business down and your new business is <laughs> it, it thrives on face to face so for lockdown uh, we had to close so I had to uh, do something I never thought I'd ever be doing but I'd have I had to get an IVA which is an involuntary uh, or a voluntary arrangement individual individual voluntary arrangement okay and what that means is it stopped these debt collectors from being able to go to my ex-wife's house to go to my house to go to my business to go to anywhere that I was associated with my mom's house you know they were ruthless and um yeah the IVA and the uh, insolvency practitioner was just a knight in shining armour because I still owe the money but they put a stop to all the madness so and they 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 you basically pay them and they pay your debts um so obviously my credit score is not great uh but it's getting better you know, and it's helped me get back on my feet. So again, if you're struggling in business and I'm talking like business is fucking hard anyway, and I'm not talking about the normal day to day hard to jack it all in and I can't do this anymore because you're never going to succeed if you don't go through those hard times and that hard shit. But if you are done and your business went in the direction that mine did, then I highly recommend you look at things like that to, you know, if you're a serial business opener, closer, opener, closer, and you use this system as a getaway, you're a fucking dickhead because that's not what it's there for. It's there for people like me that were desperate, in need, couldn't afford the outgoings that were coming out of my account all the time, couldn't see the wood for the trees, that's what it's there for. It's not a get-out-of-jail-free card. So it's there for a reason. You know, business is hard, but if it's, if, it's, if it's really, really affecting your mental health to the point where it's affecting everything around you, then I strongly recommend that you sit down with yourself and ask yourself, can you do this? You know, and if you can do this, what does it cost you? Does it cost you finance? Does it cost you your marriage? Does it cost you time with your children? Does it cost, you know, 
look at what it costs because there is a sacrifice involved in business that it's going to cost you until you get to a point with business where, you know, there's a tipping point. So I strongly recommend that you check yourself before you wreck yourself in business because if you don't if you're not doing it for the right reasons if you're just doing it because you think the turnover is everything then you know you need to look at where you're making money and if your turnover's a million pound but you're only making a pound you're still only making a pound you know so just look at what you're doing it for and are you being a busy idiot and is it ruining your family life and is it ruining your mental health because if it is I highly recommend not doing it (laughs) because if anything lockdown taught me to fucking stop and to enjoy life you know So, all of that happened, I had to move out of my fancy house because I couldn't afford it, because I had no money coming in. Um, I bought myself a a static caravan, um, which was absolutely done in, and I did it up, and I'm actually sitting in it now. And it's a beautiful, beautiful place to be. It's in the forest... I've completely, completely converted it. It's like a, it's like a small apartment, but it's given me such a different perspective on where you can and can't live, and where you can and can't, like what is seen as success, and you know I've got more time and money now because of the choices I've made to live here or to be here most of the time um, than I ever have, you know, so again, that was one of those things that would never ever, I was never considering no, fuck that, I'm I'm a businessman, I deserve better, you know I've made some money and and when shit hits the fan, you've got to you've got to learn to swallow your pride, because if you don't, you're going to be in your own prison throughout that time. And throughout that time, you need to be your best mate, not the prison officer. So, anyway. That's kind of that's kind of the the hell and the pleasure and everything in between. Um, and like I say, I didn't want to go into too much detail about um, things that I haven't really worked out yet because I haven't worked them out, and I think I'd be doing everyone a disservice to try and talk about them. And you know, but I. I really wanted to kind of just be authentic and put my story out there because I think that there's a lot of people out there who struggle with stuff and you know I'm a normal normal person I'm a just a guy from Warsaw who you know has 
done things with his life that have stretched the emotion emotional capability of me to f- far beyond where it was meant to be and i just want you to know that a i'm a normal person and you're not alone and b if you're having a really shit time in life there's someone else here right now talking to you who has also had a shit time in life and has also found some fucking great shit in life so don't feel alone and if you want to like i am a i'm a normal person i use my you know i use my dms on instagram and i use my uh the comment sections on youtube and stuff and just reach out if you want to talk man like i'm here i'm here you know i'm not doing this there's no financial gain for me to do this um the gain is that i get to talk to my old my younger self i get to talk to my younger self that fucking desperately needed the advice when i was younger and since all of this uh has happened that i've explained i've trained in the mental health space and i uh since i started this podcast heard about nlp from a previous guest of mine and i decided to train in nlp because it resonated with me you know and i've now started teaching this to other people and behavioral methods and i still get therapy myself but i'm still allowed to give advice to other people because one of my qualities is i'm really good at talking to people and listening to people and helping them find what they need to get through i'm really good at that so which is one of the reasons why i've chosen that field of work because i get to i get to help people you know and if i'm good at it like i get to do it as a job and it's great you know so i'm going to leave that one there and i'm going to try and do these i've tried to make a promise to myself that i'm going to do them every single week because I know people like consistency. I'm going to try and drop these every Monday morning so you guys can listen to them on your commute, in the car, uh, on the train, on a bus, wherever. Um, You know, if you're out for your morning run, if you're in the gym, I'm going to try and drop these every single Monday morning. I'm not expecting fame. I'm not expecting fortune. I'm not expecting listens, but... One thing I do know from doing, you know, this is like the 16th episode now. People do listen to them. (laughs) And if you do listen to them, speak up. Like, leave me a comment and follow me. And, you know, I need to hear from you. I know you're listening, but I need to hear from you. I want to know what your thoughts are on what I've got to say. And if you enjoy the more authentic me or if you enjoy the more strategic me um you know what is it that you guys want guys and girls want that is gonna um you know what is it that you need 
and I'll try and accommodate as best I can. So I'm going to wrap that one up. Join me every Monday. Um, stick your notifications on wherever you're listening to this. Uh, I'm going to try and get them on YouTube every Monday. I'm going to try and get them on uh, Spotify and Apple and Google and wherever they get to every single Monday. And that's that's going to be... You can be my accountability accountability buddy with that and say, Oi, you said every Monday. Where is it? And then that'll kick me up the arse to keep doing it. But I'm going to try and show up for you every week. Because if I can hear you every week, if you can... If you can let me know your thoughts and what you need and what you want. I'm going to just keep bashing this out. Yeah. So I hope everyone's enjoyed listening to me ramble on about my ups and downs. You know, that's just probably the just skimming the surface. But I hope I hope you've kind of resonated with some of the stuff and uh, it's a you know some of it's aligned with you. If it hasn't, that's fine because obviously it gives you a different perspective on how someone else has lived. Um, but just remember to be authentically you. Whatever you're doing right now, just do it for you. Just like Brian Adams said in that song, I think. Look into my eyes. I don't know. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to sing for you. Uh, yeah. I'll see you guys, girls, they, thems, everyone's next Monday for the next drop. Okay, I'll speak to you all soon. Love you guys. 